but I think a big problem in how we've approached this is that we think about our lives and our brains as something that we can just optimize. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Essential Podcast. This is Tommy Barco, and today we're going to talk about four essential ways to remain focused. So Matt, we live in a very distracted world, so many things competing for our attention, from marketers to news organizations to just family, friends, our jobs, the list goes on and on. And remaining focused obviously is key. And how we can do that in the midst of all these distractions requires some planning and some strategy. So these four tips are great and um, interested to see your perspective on some of them, Matt. I think the world is going to get more and more noisier, of course, uh, as we get close to election time. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of my favorite quotes uh, from a movie is the things you own eventually own you. And that's kind of the first tip. Number one is turn off notifications. If you are living by your phone notifications, I was at one point, I finally turned off email uh, and I have two emails, so that's a little bit even more distracting, but finally turned off the notifications and you're able to get more things done because you're not being interrupted, whether it's social media, whether it's work, as you had mentioned, there might be uh, friends or family members that are always hitting you up. And so um, that would be the first tip turn off notifications. Yeah, and this is a pretty layered tip here, Matt, because there are a lot of things you can do in this area. The first one would be just turn the sound off, right? When we hear those dings from a text message or from a notification, I mean, unless you're in a situation where you need to be alerted by something coming in, it needs to be turned off. And of course, most modern smartphones allow you to turn off just certain things. So maybe you leave the text on, but you turn off the email. So you're not hearing these sounds and having your attention drawn to them. But then there are other things you can do. You can take the little badges off of the icons on your phone. You can delete social media or certain email accounts from certain devices. And then there are all kinds of plugins, if this is something that you're really struggling with, that you can add to your browser on your uh, computer to keep you from being able to look at certain things or limiting the amount of time making it obvious. So it is a very big deal. And I think we will see the effects of these types of distractions for years to come on people's ability to focus and their mental health. And the list just goes on. So it definitely robs focus. And this is tip number one for a reason. It's easy to do and it's very important. Yeah, Tommy, I think there was, I was my second smartphone that I owned and have you heard of the phrase or, or coined words, phantom messages? <laughs> uh, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. To where I was getting to a point where I thought, whether it was in my pocket on vibrate <laughs> at work, or I thought I heard my phone ding and there's messages, and I was just like, there needed to be something there for me. So phantom messages uh, ended up becoming some kind of a, a social thing because we've become so programmed to look at our phones all the time. And uh, so I I definitely think turning off the notification is a great first step in that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wear an Apple watch and sometimes when I'm not wearing the Apple watch, I still feel it buzz. (laughs) So it kind of takes that uh, phantom notification idea to another level. You're feeling something happen that's not even there. So 
very crucial, very important. And number two, I think, is uh, if you can eliminate some of these distractions from notifications, that's great. Number two is establish a daily routine. And this is important, too, for a lot of reasons. It's interesting, too. A lot of the things that I follow, there seems to just be this very interesting, I'll call it obsession, with morning routines of people that are highly successful. Have you seen that, Matt? Uh, I have, actually. And it's fascinating to me, too. Uh, It's something that, you know, I'm always curious to see. But beyond the morning routine, which is important, the daily routine is a great tactic to help you improve your focus, which is what we're talking about here. So by establishing a routine, you are shifting your day into autopilot in some ways. So that automatic motion that starts to take place eliminates time wasters. And when you don't have to think about what to do, what to wear, where to go, it frees you up to focus on the other things that actually do matter and that are essential. Well, this one goes back, Tommy, to one of our, I think it was season one podcast where we talk about the importance of process. Mm -hmm. And I, I mentioned that Picking up the leaves is is over time, but it's the same thing. It's no different than we think about, let's just say, car manufacturing. Um, they know exactly when to snap that piece into the car or bolt this here, and it makes it very efficient. So as long as you're not wandering around looking for the pieces um, or take that into your life, as long as you're not wandering around what to do next, you st- establish that routine or really the – I think routine is a better word is process is uh, essentially what they're saying there. You don't have to think about it. You can go into autopilot or what you would call as, uh, I think the psychologists call it flow, Mm -hmm. where you just get in this groove and you're crushing it. I mean, it works across all mediums, sports, work, everything. Yeah. And it could be really simple things like, you know, laying out an outfit before or wearing the same thing or preparing a lunch beforehand. Create the routine, stick to the routine. And it's liberating in so many ways. And this is something I've constantly tried to optimize in my own life. And, uh, you know, having kids and owning a business and uh, being a friend and a husband and all those things definitely require some flexibility in these areas. But the more things you can automate, optimize, that process can be refined and it will free you up to focus and eliminate some time-wasting distractions. Well, speaking of uh, time-wasting distractions, Tommy, the next the next one is really kind of in the same mm-hmm. boat, but it is ranking your tasks. Yes. Uh, and this was one of the things that actually really drew me to essentialism is you have all these things that you need to do, but which are the most important, which are the most urgent? And one of my favorite things that I read in essentialism was if you rank what it is that you're going to do, whether it's go to dinner with a friend or vacuum the rug or whatever, put it on a, a rating system of 1 to 10. And if it's not a 9 or higher, then it's not as important as some of those other things in your life. Yeah, I love that too. And you left out a crucial detail, Matt. You can't use 7, right? So you rank it 1 to 10, but it can't be a 7 because that's kind of that default. Like, yeah, it's pretty good, maybe really good, but not great. So rank those tasks, but you can't use the number seven. The Switzerland of answers, (laughs) seven. That's correct. And this is super important. There's a lot of thoughts surrounding to-do lists, and we all make them either physically write them down, make them in our phones, or just keep up with them mentally. 
And I've heard neat things like changing it from a to-do list to a get-to-do list, you know, having that gratitude and that, that makes you more selective on things that you put on that list. But the most important aspect is the ranking system, right? What is the priority, singular, and then what's the second priority and what's the third priority? And truthfully, those are probably the only things you need to be dealing with in that day or in that week or those top three things. And once you've drawn that line and accomplished those things, then you can move on down that list. So ranking those tasks is going to keep you focused on what is essential. Again, avoiding time wasting and all of the distractions. So moving right along, that brings us to our fourth and final tip here. It's stop multitasking. And again, going back to essentialism, this one was huge for me. You know, you can multitask. So maybe we should rename this one and say stop multifocusing because that is what is impossible. And people find themselves being pulled in multiple directions and being required to focus on, on multiple things at the same time. And it just depletes the ability for you to focus and and really do quality work or pay attention to the things that matter. Yeah, the science is really out on this one, Tommy. And I I would have told you that I was a, you know, many years ago, I was really good at uh, multitasking. Mm -hmm. But that is clearly not the case as science has actually proved it. But again, going back to that second bullet point about process, right? If you think about it, there's a reason that, you know, I keep going back to the factory example is there's no variation if you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's deathly boring, but you get really good at it as opposed to doing this and then switching to this and switching to the next thing. And that's why uh, essentially you see assembly lines being used everywhere in the manufacturing business. Now, they've adopted and obviously automation has taken over some of those things. But it's the same process. If you're continually switching gears, you're not going to be able to do it, which also lends yourself to if you have jobs that are of the same difficulty to stack those together before either before or after you have to do something that maybe takes more time or is more difficult because you'd be able to get in a groove. Yeah, that's great, Matt. And It is important to kind of elaborate and establish the differences here because you can multitask, but it should not be the goal, right? We, like you said, we used to all kind of strive towards, and this is still happening, this, you know, I'm a great multitasker, but you can listen to this podcast while you are driving down the road. So you're doing two things at once, right? But you couldn't listen to the podcast and also listen to a song or have a conversation with somebody in the car. So that requires you to focus. And I think, obviously, the science is clear here, but I think a big problem in how we've approached this is that we think about our lives and our brains as something that we can just optimize, not for the right reasons to eliminate the distractions and focus on the essentials, but for the wrong reasons, which is to just continue to improve and take on more and be more productive we're not computers. You know, I heard this uh, conversation about if Apple were to sell its next device and say, hey, this is an amazing device, but it's going to be unavailable eight hours a day and possibly one hour in the afternoon, nobody would buy it, right? But that's what our bodies require, you know, the eight hours of sleep and then maybe that one hour nap. So we're, we're not machines and there's no 
end game of just completely improving like our technology does to continue to make things more and more efficient, we need to stop, take a deep breath, eliminate these distractions. There's so much competing for our attention, and most of it, as we always say, is just noise. So identify that, eliminate that 98% of non-essentials, and identify and focus on the 2 or 3% that really matter. So, Matt, that's all I have. Any final thoughts? No, I think that uh, wraps it up actually perfectly. So why don't you close it out and let people uh, start focusing on the next thing that they've got to do. <laughs> and again, just to recap for you, turn off notifications, establish a daily routine, rank your tasks, and stop multitasking, stop multifocusing. We'll be talking about it again, I'm sure, on a future podcast. Until then, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music. We just have a quick disclosure for you. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., and advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.